Hi, everyone. This is Roberta McCulloch-Dudes, host of Backstory Let's Hear It. We recently marked our 20th episode, and in celebration of this milestone, which has shared the stories of more than 30 Pittsfielders, here's a previously unaired recording of Backstory with Mayor Linda Tyre, the very first episode that launched this conversation series in August 2021. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Backstory. Let's hear it on WTBRFM Pittsville with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the City of Pittsville. Today, we have with us a special guest, Mayor Linda Tyre. Mayor Tyre, thank you. Hi. It's great to be here on your first ever podcast Backstory. Let's hear it. Thank you so much, Mayor. Thank you so much. We had to pull a few strings to get you here, but we're so glad you're with us today. So I just want to start the conversation by acknowledging some brief bio um, history for you. Mayor, you've been involved in local politics since 2004. You've held various elected positions, including Ward 3 City Councilor and city clerk. But here's what's really cool. You also have the distinction of being Pittsville's first four-year term mayor. So that's one for Pittsville's record books. How does that feel? Well, it feels like a privilege and an honor to be able to serve the people of Pittsfield for as long as I have. And, you know, I um, have a great deal of respect for every oval that was ever filled in for me at the ballot box. Mm. And so... I, I consider it a privilege and I respect the responsibility greatly. And so, you know, I try to use that as my guiding principles, yeah. especially when things get hard. Yes. And what, you know, remembering that people trusted you when they filled in the oval on that ballot. That's right. To do this work. That's right. You mentioned a few things, privilege, responsibility, and we're in such a crazy and weird time right now. I feel like politics is not for the faint of heart. And, you know, one of the things that you've publicly spoken about, um, the reasons why you entered politics, and I believe gender representation was among the factors. Um, Is that correct? Certainly, that was really how I got involved was um, there was a group of really smart, powerful, ambitious women who formed a political action committee back in 2003, and it was motivated by a similar set of circumstances, but it was local politics had become uh, complicated and difficult, and there was a lot of warring factions, and there was paralysis in government, city council and a mayor that, yeah. you know, were not working together collaboratively, and it really led to um, a movement within the community that um, has had has had some legs. I mean, we've had women on the city council mm-hmm. um, since then. We've had. Uh, members of uh, minority groups represented um, on the city council. So, you know, we went through a period of time when I was on the city council where there was a lot of collaboration Mm. between the mayor and the council. There was a a vision, a shared vision. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I became mayor, I I really wanted to carry that spirit of collaboration with me into the office. And 
um, not just with other elected officials, but with the community and community groups. So many people who live here, work here, commit to this community. So, um, and, you know, what we're seeing nationally is certainly starting to impact what we are experiencing here locally. I just want to piggyback on that, that that spirit of collaboration. I think we could all use more of it. Is it something that haven't been a part of that? How do you think we get back to that place? I think everyone has to make a promise Mm -hmm. to be someone who is willing to collaborate. And that doesn't mean that you don't have difficult conversations or that you don't struggle to solve problems. I think what it means, though, is that collaboration is a two-way street. It can't just be one person on one side of the table. And, um, you know, too often we see where there is um, more interest in making uh, political statements or grandstanding or aligning too harshly with one side or the other in a way that doesn't serve the American people or the people of Pittsfield. Absolutely. I mean, when we think about it, like just, you know, you talked about just having more women run for office. And especially in these times, I mean, I think it's like seven times women have to be convinced to like run for office. And especially now with everything going so crazy, it it probably is double. But why do you think that in general, women need that extra nudging to say, go for it? I think it's important to acknowledge that men and women lead differently. Mm -hmm. Men and women um, experience professional decisions differently. And, um, you know, women will spend a lot more time thinking about whether or not they're prepared. Do I have the right experience? Do I have the right credentials? Is my family prepared for me to take a leap of faith and enter into the arena? Um, there am I at a place financially that I can afford to do this right. whereas um you know I'm a little envious of the male mindset which mm. is I can do this I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna succeed right. um it's a very different um you know mindset and I think that it care once it carries over into the work right right right, right, right. women are I find women to be a bit more deliberative mm-hmm. a bit more cautious a bit more thoughtful right and I think that um, you know, it's just a, a, a fact of our gender differences and to be honored and respected that mm-hmm. because both yeah. mindsets serve the community. Both mindsets serve. So where do you get your confidence from? How do you, where do you get your confidence? What, what allowed you to take the, the leap and what keeps you here? Well, I don't, um, it's such an interesting question because I don't, ever think about confidence Mm -hmm. Um, but what I find what works for me is surrounding myself with really smart talented people who are willing to take some risks and what I love about the work I'm in now is giving people the freedom to take a chance try something new if you make a mistake we'll fix it if it's a success we'll celebrate I like being able to provide people within like for right now within you know the city within city hall yeah the opportunities to take some chances i can tell you roberta that when i was in my early career i had several bosses Mm -hmm. who trusted me Mm. who gave me an opportunity to try something and said okay 
go ahead, try it. Let's yeah. see how it works. And I remember feeling supported and encouraged and and brave because mm. I knew that my boss or my mentor was supporting um, something that I wanted to accomplish in my professional life. Right. And it meant a lot to me and it has stayed with me and it's part of what guides me now. Excuse me. Obviously, you know what, when we think about those things that that stay with us, obviously, it has stayed with you into your your leadership model. Um, In addition to those um, individuals who have served as sort of like that blueprint, who do you regard as like a leader that you admire that you say, okay, that is someone who I want to, you know, maybe mirror my own leadership style off of? Well, there are so many people who, you know, might be in positions of power, but Mm -hmm. also people who are just leading in their church life or in their family life. So I am always, first of all, you know, I admire, admired President Obama in his no drama Obama mentality, (laughs) really tried to um, embrace that. I admire, um, you know, people who are willing to um, extend themselves mm-hmm. out into the community. Um, one of the, I admire athletes yeah. who um, any here's here's how I describe it. Yeah. I admire anyone who strives for excellence mm. and succeeds, and I absolutely enjoy seeing people in their field. Yes really excelling so athletes who who we see succeed on Mm -hmm. the field or in the olympics but i know they have spent hours and hours and hours in training yes um i admire someone who is hard at work Mm -hmm. filling out a grant application and then hits the send button yeah and then a couple weeks later finds out that they've been awarded the grant right it's those small moments and those big moments where, where I see people striving yeah. and succeeding. Well, speaking of those small moments, that makes me think of something that we have um, at City Hall and in some of our offices, your six guiding principles. And I know that one of the chief principles is how can we? Tell me a little bit about that how can we um, mental model or mantra yeah. that you follow. Yeah, so I really feel like there is no problem that can't be solved either with a small thing that we can do right now Mm -hmm. to make a difference or something that might require more long-term planning. And I don't ever want us to approach these these dilemmas with the mindset that we can't solve it, we've tried this before, it doesn't work, it's entrenched. I think simply stopping Mm -hmm. and asking, how can we do this thing that's right changes and shifts your mindset it's sort of the idea of the finite fixed mindset Mm -hmm. versus the infinite mindset which is anything is possible that's right well you're halfway through your second term and I can't hardly believe it. I feel like I can't believe we're here. You've been with me from the beginning, right? <laughs> from the beginning, from 2016. And I, I feel like I, I can't believe we're here. I feel like time has sometimes moved like molasses, but also at lightning speed. And you've seen a lot. You've done a lot. What are some of the signature pro- projects or initiatives that you're most proud of? Every single thing that I do from signing the contracts to... <laughs> 
buy the chemicals for the wastewater treatment plant <laughs> to um, walking through the Morningstar apartments yeah. on Tyler Street to, um, you know, I know this is a controversial topic, but I like the bike lanes on North Street. I like the master right. plan, the long range plan. I like the way that we have really put economic development front and center in mm -hmm. our strategies and brought together the partnership of PETA and PERC and created, you know, the business development manager and the yeah. red carpet team. Yep. That was something that I felt, you know, whether you're a business that's here now that wants to grow or mm -hmm. you're someone new, they ought to be able to walk in the door and talk to one person right. and have the red carpet rolled out for them. So that's something I'm extremely proud of. You know, Roberta, when we took office, mm -hmm. we were confronted by a fiscal crisis that's right. that really took up a lot of our work in the that's first right. two years. That's right. And, you know, some of the things we had hoped to accomplish were, you know, not we, we, we were held back. And, right. you know... In the first year of our second term, we were confronted by a global pandemic. That's so right. we have literally experienced it all we have. in our time in office. So is all that going into the memoir after down the road years from now? Will we read about the experience at City Hall? Yeah, you know, we have some funny stories. We have some funny stories, don't we, Catherine? And yeah. we have some great accomplishments, and we have some hardships. That's right. There were some difficult times in our office, and there were also triumphs. Right. And it makes up this 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 you know portfolio mm. of amazing work that we do together with and for the people we represent. Wow. I mean, you've just given so many nuggets, and you know, just even thinking about just that the strength that you build up with the good and the bad, it's needed for public service in today's times. You need to have that grit. You need to have that determination. It builds that capacity. So, Mayor, I just want to say thank you right now. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Backstory with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the city of Pittsfield, and we'll be right back. Oh, yes! WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. Ready for K is a texting program offered free for families in Berkshire County with children ages 0 to 9. Each week you receive three texts with fun facts and tips to help your child learn and grow. It works. Research shows that the simple strategies built on daily routines like getting dressed or preparing a meal lead to two to three months of child learning gains. Sign up for Ready for K at BerkshireUnitedWay.org and make everyday moments teachable moments. Hey, this is Dave Cachet, the archivist of the WTBR-FM Vinyl Library. Tune in Saturday mornings at 9 for Random Draw, a trip through the vinyl archives of WTBR. I'll take you back in time to when these records were brand new. Each week, I'm going to pick a random spot in the vast record library of WTBR and pull out a bunch of great vinyl to play for you. That's right, an hour's worth of random songs with that rich vinyl sound just the way you remember them. That's Random Draw, every Saturday morning at 9, only on WTBR. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Better weather is around the corner. Expect an increase in the number of pedestrians on walkways, cyclists sharing our roads, and kids playing outside. It is imperative we all pay better attention while driving, walking, running, and cycling. So we need to do our part in keeping everyone safe by adhering to the rules of the road. Wear bright clothing if you are walking or running. If you are driving, please slow down and don't drive while distracted. Pay attention. Let's keep each other safe. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. 
Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Backstory with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the city of Pittsfield. Thanks again for tuning in. Today, we have with us Mayor Tyre of the great city of Pittsfield. So, Mayor, we started the first half of our conversation just talking about your political background, talking about some of the initiatives that you're proud of, talking about the grit and determination and leadership qualities that you have brought to this role. So we're going to talk a little bit, maybe go in reverse now and talk about just your time growing up. You've lived in a couple of different places. Tell us what that was like. Right. So I think I've shared with people over the years that my my dad was in the Air Force. And so I was born in some place in Michigan that I have no connection to. And every time I need a birth certificate, I have to call the Department of Defense. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so, um, And I've lived in a lot of places. I mean, um, you know, I, my dad and my mom and I have just started to, uh, we decided to put together a list of places we lived and places that we've traveled because mm-hmm. I've had this incredible, fortunate experience growing up to live in a lot of places and travel around the world. So, you know, New York, Canada, Greece, wow. Missouri, wow. Nebraska, Alabama. Um, yeah. Which one is your favorite? Well, I mean, so really, each place I only was there for two and a half years. Okay. But certainly living in Athens when I was in middle school was, you know, middle school is an awkward time for everyone. But living in Europe during your middle school years and going to an American international school where you have your friends and your friends speak, you know, Mm -hmm. different languages and come from different backgrounds. And it was, that was... At the time, of course, an awkward time Mm -hmm. being 12, 13 years old. Yeah. But it was also where I fell in love with reading Mm -hmm. and where I learned to play the guitar and, um, you know, spent some time sailing on the Aegean Sea and climbing the Acropolis and, you know, traveling in Europe. My parents were great about exposing us to lots of different cultures. There was a three-week a driving tour of Europe where we piled into my dad's bright orange Volkswagen <laughs> camper van, listened to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young on the 8-track, and drove all over Europe. And wow, it was just an amazing, it's an amazing memory. And Wow. Yeah. So going to an American international school, right? Like right now, like diversity is a buzzword. It's everyone is thinking about it. Diversity, equity, inclusion, all of that. But you are immersed in diversity at a time when maybe people aren't thinking about it, but you lived it. You were around people from all over the globe, I can assume, right? Yeah. You know, I think that is a huge part of what has framed my belief systems and my willingness and interest in people who come from all walks of life mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, politics and yeah. being successful in it. And part of it is you have to be able to walk among lots of different people right. and engage with people from all different, you know, mm-hmm. um, experiences. And I think my my coming of age um, being part of a military family and living in a lot of places certainly hmm. helped um, prepare me for those um, unique and varied 
experiences. Right. I mean, one of the things that we know at City Hall, we have great representation from folks from all different backgrounds. And I think probably that's a testament to your leadership and what you've brought as your vision for how city government should look. It should represent the people um, in Pittsville. So thank you, Mayor, for that. Um, Pittsville, I know that Pittsville holds a special place in your heart. You've often talked about your grandparents and your family generations going back. Tell us a little bit about the Pittsville connection. So it's really important to, you know, point out that, yes, I grew up in an American military family and lived all over the United States and yeah. in Europe. And so what that means is I don't have a hometown, hmm. except for the place where all the rest of my family lived, Yeah, where we would come for Christmas and vacations and Pittsfield was the place. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my grandmother, who just passed away this year mm. at the age of 97, wow. her she grew up with her 10 brothers and sisters on Tyler Street. Wow. And um, so we have a large family on my mom's <laughs> side, lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and beautiful memories. And um, this was where we always came. And yeah. I was very close to my grandmother. And so after college, um, I worked in Boston for a few years, but I kept coming here because mm-hmm. I had family here and some friends here. And eventually in the late 1980s, I moved here and settled down. And this yeah. became my hometown, even though I didn't grow up here. There's something about spaghetti sauce. Tell us a little bit about the connection to spaghetti sauce and your grandmother. My grandmother, um, my grandmother only went to school through seventh grade. Okay. And so, you know, she had not a lot of academic accomplishments, Mm -hmm. but she was very, um, very, very creative. She was an amazing cook, did a lot of, um, she was extremely talented seamstress and also just a loving, you know, family person a person who yeah. kept our family tightly connected. Mm-hmm. And um, she married my grandfather, Caesar. Yeah. Nice Irish <laughs> name. <laughs> and my grandfather's mother was a chef for okay. a wealthy family mm-hmm. and passed down the spaghetti sauce recipe uh-huh. from, from Italy to my grandmother who shared it with our family. And uh. now it is a... It is a tradition in our family to make this sauce. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's a treasured secret or is it is it a secret or no, I like sharing it. Okay. It's it's I don't mind sharing it. She also made this incredible salad dressing, which um, we'll do sometimes too. Okay, now I'm getting hungry. I don't know about you. I'm I'm getting hungry. But I think those memories and having those things that we can actually keep like the legacy of our loved ones it it keeps them going and it makes them real right Mm -hmm. so i think that's awesome and yeah we are looking forward to some of that spaghetti sauce at christmas time (laughs) (laughs) so but now thinking about just some of the things i mean thank you mayor for sharing that it's 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 personal it's sweet it's one of the things that we you know the stories that we often don't get to hear because you know we're in such a fast-paced environment and sometimes we don't slow down to think about sweet things like spaghetti sauce and those treasured memories. But, you know, I think people have their own ideas of what they think a mayor does in a day. They they have a lot of ideas. And in your own words, 
what would you say, what would you want your constituents to know about your work, the work that you do every day? I think there is a basic underlying principle about the work that I do every day, not by myself, but with a lot of people who are committed. But the basic underlying principle is how can I do my best work for the most people? Yeah. And that's the underlying principle behind the work that I do. Okay. And so... You and you and Catherine know what our calendar looks like. That's I mean, right. A day in the life of our office is can be a, like you're on a on, on your on your roller skates. That's right. Or you're able to sit for a few minutes and actually um, spend some time studying something that's important. So right. um, and then things pop up unexpectedly. People walk in the door, <laughs> want to say hi, <laughs> and so um, it's never a dull moment. That's right. And it's also um, intellectually challenging. It's um, emotionally, you know, uh, it's deep emotional experiences, whether we're dealing with something sad and difficult and hard or celebrating a great success. Um, It is really um, an experience that I will never forget. I hear you. Same here. And I know Catherine feels the same way, too. Um, What's something that people sometimes misconstrue about you that you'd like to maybe just clarify? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think people often perceive me. This is this is what I think. And I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I think I'm often perceived as an underdog. I think people underestimate me a lot and. I don't mind being in that position because it it allows me to, you know, roll up my sleeves and do the work that's needed to uh, deliver for the people of Pittsfield. You know, there's this this constant push and pull around, um, you know, I view myself as a workhorse. And sometimes I think people want me to be a show horse, Mm -hmm. to go out and... Uh, be a big personality in the community, whereas my right. my temperament is much more introverted, mm-hmm. and I'm much more um, comfortable doing the work right. than you know showcasing it. And uh, so I think that you know people perceive me maybe as hmm. you know um, just maybe. They, they, they perceive me as, yeah. you know, being an underdog. Right. And, and they underestimate, underestimate me a lot. And you have a, a statement, right, or a vision that you go by. Is it work, do, work the plan or <laughs> yeah. what, what is it again? Plan the work. Right. And work the plan. That's right. And so that's sort of like your mantra that you're like, okay, I'm just going to follow that. And you do that and everything else will fall into line. Right. All right. Lastly. Now that, you know, we've wrapped up this great conversation and I think people have had the opportunity to, one, know your political background, know what makes you keep going, um, know a little bit about your history. If you had to think about one word that best describes you, what would that word be? Curious. Hmm. I'm a really curious person. Okay. I love to explore the world. I love to meet people. I love to um, learn something new. You know, you guys know that I'm doing my paint by number project right now. <laughs> I'm a huge wannabe artist. Go for so, it. I love to cook. Yes. I love to garden. Yes. I love to read. I love to practice yoga. I'm just a curious person. You know, 
when my husband and I are thinking about where do we want to travel to next, he has very specific interests. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> um, I love and it. even when it comes to <laughs> choosing where to go out for dinner, he's got very specific tastes. And I'm like, I'll eat anything. <laughs> so I think um, that's the one word I would use to describe myself as curious. Well, Mayor Tyre, thank you. Thank you for the last words. And you've got it. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to Backstory. Let's hear it. Uh, this is, again, Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the City of Pittsville. And we thank you all and have a great day.